This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. This is the podcast that proves that life is a lot of work for a little in return. Find it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, and every day, 9.45 a.m. on Instagram Live at Rudy underscore Povich. Merchandise, new beanies. It's getting cold, man. Jesus, woke up today, got outside. It was about 5.30. 46. Dude, we are hitting them temperatures. I believe fall is tomorrow, right? September 22nd? Yeah, it should be tomorrow. So, yeah. So, beanies, you can find them now at rudypovich.com. Also, a couple of shows. First off, October 22nd, I will be over at the Hogs Breath in Roseville along with uh, uh, my buddy Tommy Thompson. That show is happening uh, 8 p.m. on that Friday night. So, more details will be coming out about it soon. But uh, good time, man. I like those North crowds. Those, like, North Metro crowds are a lot of fun. uh, It seems to be a little bit more white excuse me a little bit more blue collar than white collar which it really doesn't matter if you know where you're from i would just much rather you know blue collar crowds tend to drink a little more and have a better time you do end up with a little bit more hecklers which is tough but uh you know for the most part man if you can kind of get through it you'll be all right all right today on the show uh made a uh, massive mistake uh, a couple of months back and didn't even think, didn't even realize that it would, uh, that it had happened. And then <laughs> uh, late last night, I was uh, kind of going through a few things and then came across this and I was like, well, this would be fun to share, you know, being a big dummy. I apologize. I'm trying to get this video onto my phone. I hope this doesn't like kick out the Instagram live feed. If it does, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and restart this pig in just a moment, but it looks like everything went well. Maybe. I think so. All right. We'll go for it. We'll see. Um, uh, last night, though, hey, there is a uh, there's a new comedy club in town. If you guys weren't aware, it j- literally just opened like a few days ago. And uh, Lindsay, sweater weather, we can all eat the carbs and fatten up for the cold. Yeah, I- I'm trying to get down as much as I can before, like, you know, trying to cut this thing off at the pass before, <laughs> before winter gets here because... Good gracious, last winter was atrocious. Man, starting to get back into some of them old pants that I used to wear. Like, you know, you got Christmas sweaters and you're like, looking good in the Christmas sweater. And then next Christmas comes around and you're like, gotta buy a new Christmas sweater. Jesus. Uh, but uh, yeah, new uh, comedy club in town. It's called Gutties. It is a, uh, it's over at the Southdale in Edina, that mall. I always hate when you talk about Southdale here in Minneapolis and people go, do you know? That was the first mall in America. That's the original mall. There was no other malls until Southdale came. They were the, the originators. They were the OG mall. They showed up before anybody else. You could go ahead and get an Orange Julius, 1947. They were handing out tiny little samples in the parking lot. 
trying to get you to come into Sears and buy a snowblower. The first, yeah, we fucking get it. It's a brand new mall. We get it. We get it. We get it. We know. It was the first mall ever. It's not the last one. <laughs> Jesus. Plus, I don't know if you've noticed, there's a giant mall down the highway. The biggest mall in the country. Second biggest, actually, because those assholes at King of Prussia and Pittsburgh will be like, you know, there is a mall that's actually bigger than the Mall of America. Oh, fuck, we get it. We know, we know, we know. Um, but yeah, uh, I went over there last night because uh, they got a uh, they got a Monday night crowd. And here's the thing about Gutties. That is an all-clean club. You are not allowed to make windows about anything drug-related or sex-related. You are not allowed to uh, use any sort of cursing. I don't know if this thing was started by, like, Mormons or, like, Christian folk or whatever it is. You guys would not believe how big Christian comedy is. It's massive. It's big. There are actual churches that will, or, like, organizations that are tied into churches that will allow you to go out on the road and do, like, the church circuit. And they will pay for all of it. They take donations and then they pay you to go out and do clean comedy to the Christian folks, which, I don't know, there's a few out there that I really dig, you know. I think Pete Holmes was like an original, like, kind of Christian comic and sort of moved over. Taylor Tomlinson was the same way. But they will, I mean, no joke, they will literally pay you to go on the road and tell clean jokes. So I went over there last night, and if you're going to do seven to ten minutes, it's got to be clean. All of it. And there is uh, there's a little bit of a challenge that comes to having to run. Which, here's the thing I've noticed about a lot of folks that are starting out in this game is they go, well, listen, I don't need somebody to tell me how what kind of comedy I can do. If I want to do blue comedy, I'm going to do blue comedy. If I want to talk about popping pimples on the tips of your dicks, I'm going to talk about that. And no one can tell me not. Great. Feel free to talk about it. Feel free to do that sort of material. Also, don't be angry when you don't get booked for gigs and you can't make a buck. Every once in a while, it's okay to like clean things up. And plus, it's the challenge of it, too. So I took uh, I took about you know, about 10 minutes of material and was like, all right, let's see how much uh, of this I can actually spin into clean. And I, I got to be honest, there is one, there's one joke I started telling about uh, about four months ago. And it was something that ha- had happened where I was doing work with this company during the pandemic. And you never met anybody face to face. So the entire time while uh, you're you know doing these Zoom calls and stuff, you're just getting to know everybody, but you've never physically met them. And then after everything started opening up again, and then you had a chance to get out, I went and met these people who worked for this company. And when I got to the... Uh, when I got to the restaurant, I walked in and there was, you know, two, three people at the table and I shook hands with everybody. And then this lady who had come back from uh, the bathroom, uh, her name was Tammy. And Tammy, Tammy's a hugger. Get in here, you. Oh, it's nice to meet you. Get over here. I'm a hugger. Get in here. I'm a hug. Oh, look at big hug. Yeah. Nice to finally meet you. Oh, it's so nice. One t- You're going to have to come on out to the farm. I'm going to make some bars and you guys are going to, you're going to love, it's so great. Oh, we got deer. They just come right up to the patio. Oh, we love it so much. Tammy was a hugger. Tammy would not allow you to get away from that hug, which is bullshit. Dude, we're like on the backside of a pandemic. I don't want to hug you. I bet you're nice, Tammy, but you're a great person. I've, I've met you. 
you know, via Zoom, this is great. Arm distance. What happened to six feet apart, huh? But she was like, and the thing is about like people who are like, get in here, you. I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger. Get in here, you. I'm a hugger. You have to go along with it. You have to. You can't force what you are onto anybody else. It seems it's not like I can walk in and be like, hey, Tammy. Hey, you get over, get up on that table. I'm, I hope you don't mind. I'm a titty fucker. I'm a titty fucker. I'm a, yeah, come here, you. I'm a titty fucker. Get in here, I'm a titty fucker. Ah, get in here. Get in here, Tammy. I'm a titty fucker. Ah, you can't. You got to go along with the hug. Not a big fan of the hug. Don't want a hug. It's weird. But last night at the show, I had to switch it up and uh, I wanted to tell that joke. And I was like, I get to the part where I'm like, I can't, you just can't like will what you are on the people, right? You can't walk in and be like, get over here, Tammy. I'm a tummy tickler. And I got to admit, I actually felt better doing that version of the joke. Because you have to kind of act it out a little bit. It felt good. I, I liked that joke much better. And I was like, ah, this isn't as hard as what people make it out to be. I mean, you know, 22 years on the radio, you sort of figure out how to tell your brain to not swear it's like being around grandparents at thanksgiving you just you can automatically just learn how to turn it off change a couple of words here and there. it's not that difficult and i don't know i've been kind of it's been getting under my craw about like some of the comedians that i hang out with and these guys are all pissy about it you know you you can't tell me what i can write about that's great dude but i'm also saying like don't don't just do it's a challenge it's a challenge to be able to do that so you really should Try to, you know, push yourself a little bit and see what can, see what you can do with it. Because, I don't know, because maybe that one clean gig leads to you meeting somebody who then gets you on to a bigger, dirty gig. That's the way this game works. Uh, real quick, I want to, uh, I want to say uh, hello and a big happy birthday to Danielle Marie. As you can see in the Instagram live feed, Danielle Marie 76. I thought it was your birthday today, Danielle. And uh, I want to say happy birthday to you. A couple of... Still a Virgo? Is it still Virgo? 21st today, so maybe it switched over. What's after us? Capricorn? Capernick? Speed Demon? What's the next astrological sign after us? Is it the Crab? Jamiroquai? It's got to be one of them, right? Uh, Danielle, I just logged on, and what the fuck did I want? Oh, that was the titty fucking joke. <laughs> just to throw it out there. Libra! Ah, oh, the Libra! It's Virgo, then Libra. Okay, so Danielle, so what are you? And what is... and uh, So what is the difference between... Vir- okay, because they always say, like, a Virgo should not date another Virgo. Like, a, a Libra... A Libra is a fire sign. And a, a fire sign should never be with a Sagittarius. Because that's... I'm telling you, right? <laughs> you you, you want to have a relationship, and quick, you just go ahead and be a Virgo, and you date a Libra, it's going to end quick. You're going to go through hell. You never want to have a water sign and a fire sign. Capricorn is... See, I don't, I'm no, I don't know about any of this stuff. And I don't know why people have to make a big deal out of it. I know sometimes I just get all feisty. It's because that's my Capricorn in me. No, it's because you're an asshole. It's because you are a dick. <laughs> that's why. It's got nothing to do with like how the stars align. You're kind of an asshole. That's fine. Be an asshole. Yeah. Uh, so technically, oh, so Danielle technically is a Virgo. Right on. Okay. And it's funny because I'll have people that I know that are like into all this stuff. And they go, so, so you're a Virgo, huh? 
but somebody probably keeps a pretty neat and tidy closet, huh? And I'm like, I got shit everywhere. I don't know what you're talking. I don't know what any of this stuff means. I don't know why anybody has to associate it with anything. The, the thing about like the, the nationalities, that's the one that always gets me. That's the one that drives me up a wall because just cause you know, just cause you're Irish doesn't mean you got to get drunk and get in a fist fights. I know it's a stereotype, but then to blame it on your nationality, it's the worst, man. I, I hate that. I don't know what it is. I always look at it and just go, can't you guys just admit you have faults? It's got nothing to do with like when you were born. It's got nothing to do with, you know, where your parents originated from. None of that shit. It's ridiculous. Let's run down the list here. Start saying some hi to some people because I haven't had a chance yet. Chris Meyer. What's up, dude? How are you, buddy? Amanda, your birthday next week. Right on. Fantastic. Happy birthday to you. Donna J. Nice to see you. Mira, good morning. Uh, Jesse Simmons. What's happening? Chris Duke. Putting up them dukes. You guys go watch that podcast I did with Chris Duke. It's up on my Facebook and on my Instagram and maybe even my Twitter. I don't know. I don't spend a whole hell of a lot of time on Twitter. A lot of arguing. God damn, I can't I can't do the arguing. It's too much. Too much. Too much with the arguing. Too much. Um, but yeah, that was a great podcast, man. I've been meaning to go back and like chop some clips up out of it and um, you know, fire that thing up and get some uh get a little bit of content going. One of these days I'll get to it. I feel bad that I got like all this personal stuff that I've been telling people. You know, I've got like nine stand-up sets of friends of mine that I shot, and now they're going on a month to six weeks old, and I'm like, dude, I just you know, there's days I'm barely just like making it to the finish line to produce this show, let alone actually do, you know, anybody else's works as a favor. Uh, Mira Aquarius and they're accurate was saying that we are aloof. Aloof. It's a good adjective. I haven't heard that one in a while. Nicole, thanks for hopping on. Uh, Amanda, that podcast was awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Chris, is a great dude. Great interviewer. Really funny guy. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan. So hopefully you guys continue to follow him. All right. So the other day I was going through, like trying to do like a digital dump of like all these photos and videos and all this stuff that I got. And I'm realizing that if I'm not like on top of it, it just gets to be way too much. And I came across a video. This happened in fall of last year. I think it was fall of last year. But I was up at my cabin and I had just received my drone. Nope, that's not what I'm looking for. Nope. Son of a gun! I don't think this came over. But uh, I was, I'll was. i post this to my uh, my Facebook, my Instagram, all that. You guys know how all that works, right? Um, declined, it said. Son of a bitch. All right, well, I can't throw it on the phone. You can't see it on the Instagram live, but I'll throw it up on Facebook and on Instagram. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was out flying the drone and... Usually, see, on these things, they have, like, these sensors, right? And these sensors, basically, if it knows it's going to crash into a wall, it's almost like they have it with cars nowadays. You know, like, it automatically has auto-braking, you know? It stops immediately. So, usually, this stuff will work. But if there's ever, like, small things, like tiny branches, it doesn't pick up on those things. It needs, like, something bigger. And I was flying my drone, just kind of just getting used to it because I had a big, like, uh, uh, reality shoot coming up that next week. And I was, I was having to like fly through a few things. Like, you know, they wanted me to like fly through some trees and then bring it around. You know, those videos that you saw of like Bryant Lake bull, that shit is like, it's a thousand times more accurate than I could be. And the drones they have for that are super tiny. And 
the blades have like a, a barrier, like a band around them. So they spin. There's like a, a circle of plastic that goes around it. So even if you hit something, you don't hit the blades. You actually hit that plastic piece. Mine does not have that. So I got to be super careful, you know, because this shit's expensive. And it's not like, you know, I mean, you can put insurance on it, but mostly the insurance is for if all of your stuff gets ripped off at one time. You crash that drone, dude, you're, you're out. It's the, the, the insurance, you're not going to pay insurance 500 bucks and they're going to hand you another $2,500 drone. It doesn't work that way. They're like, we ain't, we ain't dumb. We know you guys like to get drunk and fly these stupid things. So as I was flying with it, I flying down like a, a, a roadway and I didn't realize that there were some branches sticking out and lo and behold, I got the goddamn drone stuck in the tree. And I wish I could show it was, it was rendering while we were just starting this. And I was like, man, I'm not gonna be able to make it in time. I wish I could show you guys on the Instagram live feed, but I'll post it onto Facebook here as soon as we're done. <laughs> and the thing I love the most about it is there's my tiny little legs. You can see it. It's, it's trying to move. And then you see me get under the drone and I'm jumping trying to reach the stuck drone in the tree, which I do finally end up like getting a finger on a branch and I pull the thing down and I pull it out. And the magic about that was I had absolutely no idea that that video had existed. I mean, I know that I had seen it and like had, you can kind of like record in real time, but then you get rid of all of it. And I didn't know that that video had saved. So as I was going through stuff today, I was like, son of a bitch. See, it even gets to the best of us sometimes, man. It's scary as shit, though. Like, you know, you guys know when you you get that new car, and even though it's not new, it might be new to you, but you're like, God, like, I don't want to have anything happen to it. Like, you're not, you don't tell everybody, like, dude, you can't, you can't eat in this thing. No food in the car. No food in the car. Brand new car. New, fo- no food in the car. Then six months later, it's just filled with McDonald's wrappers and crumbs from cookies and all sorts of shit. Uh, Danielle, got to get going. Currently working. Need to discharge a patient. Thank you again for the birthday wishes, Rudy. Have a great day. A happy birthday to you. I definitely ha- say happy birthday to you. Yep. Uh, she also says, in my professional life, I'm a Virgo, type A organized. When in a relationship, I'm very Libra, like very affectionate, flirty. It gets complicated sometimes. <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, you know, you're always constantly trying to keep night shit nice. Same thing with these things. You you get a level, like they talk about like fireworks and how, listen, if you light a firework and you throw it, no big deal. But after like the 16th time you've lit a firework and then threw it, you're like, how do we up the ante? Because I'm tired of just watching a firecracker explode. So now you got this thing like strapped onto a couple of full cans of Coca-Cola and, you know, you shoot it with a, shoot it with a 243 like there's things that you start doing to like up and that's how people lose fingers. You know, when you start duct taping, you know, M80s onto the side of bottle rockets because you want a bigger explosion. That's how people start losing digits. It's not because, you know, it's not because you just took a black cat, you lit it and then you threw it. Very seldom. It's when you start like getting cocky with stuff. And that's how I felt with this drone is that I got a little cocky with it and I'll be damned if it was the I didn't I, First off, I didn't even see the goddamn tree. But are you watching the video, man? I'll get this thing posted here in just a couple of minutes. Jesus Christ, what a mess, man. What a mess. Last night, though, huh? Huh? Any of you guys watch? I'm sure you probably didn't. There's about nine people that listen to or watch this podcast. We're like, fuck yeah. Fucking Aaron Rodgers fucking got out there last night, eh? Got out there last night. He was, he's the, he was the gunslinger, too. He's firing it up. Firing it up. 
if you guys saw this report this morning. Aaron Jones, longtime Packer great. His father, Alvin, had passed away last year, or last April, due to COVID complications. Aaron got out on the field, lit it up, lit it up. Also, they let these dudes walk around with, like, giant necklaces. Guys were out on the NFL field dressed like Mr. T. Wouldn't you be afraid that somebody, and it's not like this stuff is inexpensive. I mean, like, some of these necklaces and stuff, and they got to be thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're just going to go in and let somebody, you know, tackle you while you're wearing this stuff? But anyway, he had on a uh, gold chain. At the end of it, had a black football, and inside that black football contained the ashes of his father, which last night, after scoring a touchdown, the necklace fell off, and so far, grounds crews have not been able to find it. And he said, you know, if this is going to happen, if I'm going to lose part of my dad, my dad was such a big Green Bay Packers fan that uh, he loved the team. He loved that I was on it. He was at every game. I'd come out to warm up. He was already in the stands. You know, he was he was scouting for me. He was letting me know, like, hey, man, the guy that's going to be defending you or the guy who's going to be, you know, that main defensive end, he looked a little tight, you know, so maybe you want to think about running left. Because uh, he wasn't looking good today, you know, and vice versa. Guys on the other team who stack up in certain positions, those guys were looking good today. You might want to think about this. And this is the, uh, the first home game where his, uh, his dad wasn't uh, his dad wasn't there. And that's a, that's a bummer, man. That's a huge bummer. And he lost that necklace. And uh, I'm praying that he gets it back. But I was thinking about it earlier, man. Like, he's got a great attitude about it. Like, hey, man, if I'm going to lose part of my dad, how great is it to lose him at Lambeau Field? You know, and I kind of agree. Like, if you're going to lose part of somebody, if you're going to have that Bob Ross happy accident, wouldn't you rather have it somewhere? Like, if I lost part of my grandfather, wouldn't it be great if it happened out on the lake that he used to fish? Like, not everything is that bad, you know? So, I don't know. I hope he finds it. I love that guy. Even if he wasn't a Green Bay Packer, I'd be like, dude, that guy's he's top notch. He's a good dude. People like him. Um, You know, there's just some people in the league that you just sort of like gravitate towards. I mean, go back and look at, look up Matthew Stafford. Jesus Christ, the story of that guy. Wife with cancer and the whole thing, man. Like, top-notch, good dudes. Who's, it doesn't matter what team they're on. Everybody loves them. All right, real quick before we get out of here, uh, I want to give a, a quick recommendation on a movie that I watched last night that I find it was... I'm going to go back and re-watch it. Michael Keaton, Stanley Tucci, Worth. Ugh. Wow. So, great acting. Michael Keaton does a voice through the whole thing, which always kind of bugs me when, you know, actors do that. Especially, like, big actors like that do a voice. Kind of bugs me. But uh, but he nails it. And Worth is the story of a, a guy who is brought in by the government to determine the value of everybody's life who died in 9-11. And everybody's value is going to be just a little bit different, right? Because you had people that were CEOs of Fortune 500 companies that were in those two buildings. And then you also had janitors. And obviously, the two are going to have a huge difference in incomes. They're going to have, you know, money paying out as compared to money paying in. It's going to be massive. So you can't you can't give the janitor's family $11 million and then also give 
the guy who was, you know, making a ton of dough, making four million a year. You can't give that. It doesn't work that way. So it has to be a formula, right? It sort of averages. And they have to go through and figure out everybody's incomes and everybody's net worths and what it is they could have potentially made in the next, you know, how many working years they had left, the next 20 to 30 years. And then there's a formula that goes into it. And everybody is, uh, unfortunately, everybody's different. And you have to sort of play the laws of averages. And how do you determine what somebody's life is worth? That would be, it would be gut-wrenching. And to have to sit down with families and tell them that, you know, listen, I, I know you loved your dad and he was a good dude, but the best you're going to get out of the government is $100,000. But while they're also seeing reports of people that were in those buildings that were also getting, you know, upwards of like $1.9 They died the same way. They were in the same place, the same time, breathing the same air. And yet one... One family gets 100000 and another family gets $3 million. It doesn't, it doesn't add up, right? So that is what – and obviously there's like a, a, a story that goes behind it. Like, you know, here's a guy and he's like – he's always just looked at everything so pragmatically and like material worth. And now he has to learn the value of love and life and family and blah, 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 you know, the whole thing. But if you, it's on Netflix. It just came out worth Michael Keaton. Stanley Tucci is just – oh, he is what everybody should be. In that movie, he has a bone to pick with Michael Keaton. And every time they meet and every time they talk, they always shake hands, are super civil to one another, and both leave every scene like, I still respect you. So I love the movie. I'm actually going to probably watch it again at some point this week. But yeah, I, I can't imagine this movie not getting some sort of nod, at least for, I don't know about an Academy Award. I mean, I don't know, maybe best supporting for Stanley Tucci because he's really good in this movie. But yes, worth on Netflix. So, no pun intended, worth the watch. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Every day at 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram. Thank you guys once again. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for taking a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.